0: Right about him, I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right, and when I'm wrong, I could have been right, so I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. <clears throat>
1: all right, we back episode four. I'm, I'm gonna let you pick pick the athlete here. I, I got a few to mind. Four, I realized it is a strong number in Boston sports, so immediately <laughs> all of my thoughts went there. But but I'll let you uh, lead us off. Who you got number four?
2: We, 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 we tell the people what we're doing.
1: Oh, <laughs> for, for yeah. running it back. We are in terms of the number four, what we're doing. Yes. Oh, we're, we're dedicating this mm-hmm. with every episode. Uh We'll have to get creative once we hit triple digits, but we're going to dedicate this to an athlete that wore the number of whichever episode we're working with. Mm-hmm. Uh Episode three was, uh the alan iverson also pokey reese episode Mm -hmm. so now we're on four who you got
2: oh i got two people because you know we did two people last time and they both were green so i gotta go isaiah thomas okay Uh, young isaiah thomas not not the one who jordan hates young isaiah thomas with the boston celtics number four for you and then i gotta also go brett favre Brett Favre for the number four. Like, it's hard for me to – but you know what? I'm going to go Dirty Bird, Brett Favre, when he was an alcoholic bum. Because, you know, man, we underdogs over here. So, I'm going to go Isaiah Thomas because he's an underdog, 60th pick in the draft, all-star, MVP candidate, still didn't get paid. I probably made more than Isaiah Thomas over the last 10 years. And Brett Favre, Brett Favre. Okay.
1: I got a a couple of mine. I I got to throw one out there because he's the greatest of all time at his position in his sport. He, he, too, uh, donned a uniform of uh, my homeland. I'm giving a little love to Adam Vinatieri. The greatest cult of all time? Fine by me.
2: He just may be. And then it's Edron James, and then it's Marvin Harrison, and then...
1: Dallas Clark, maybe, throw in Alex there. Dallas Clark, Bob Reggie, Sanders.
2: Jeff Saturday.
1: Jeff Saturday.
2: Oh, I mean, Patty Mack. We got to give McAfee some love. Got to give Patty Mac some love out there, you know. And then after that, you kind of grasping at straws. Yeah, no, really, really. Uh, Johnny Unitas. You got to recognize their
1: quarterback all the time. I, I can't. But that's again, Baltimore. So yeah, I'm about
2: to say Baltimore quote. And I don't trust anybody who balled out when you didn't play against black people. It's just kind of it's kind of how I roll. Like, if and I don't mean like the one or two black people. I mean like every team you went to. Like, oh, they got one too. Like, I want that kind of feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Where they just scanned the team sheet every week. Okay, that's the guy to watch out for. (laughs) If Johnny Unice was throwing against Deion Sanders, we would be like, Johnny Unice was a bum.
1: (laughs) Deion Sanders would have been picking him up and just carrying him into the end zone, high-stepping it the
2: entire time. Oh, that would have been sad. And then he would have even got traded at halftime and played wide receiver for him. He's like, you know what, I'm going to help you out. (laughs) He would have felt bad. (laughs) But I do like the Adam Vinatieri pick. I think that he's going to be he's going to be only the second kicker I think in the in the Hall of Fame. I,
1: yeah, I mean, that, I was saying this like it. It's so hard as a special teamer to make it at
2: all. But he which is has crazy. To. See, but to me, that's crazy too. I because agree. Special teamers tend to score more points than any other position on the field if you like, do it well. Devin like, Hester should be in. Hundred percent. Easy. It, Brian it, Mitchell should have been in. Brian Mitchell yeah. should have been in a long time ago. Yeah, this one
1: popped up recently because Matthew Slater should go in, but it's it's so hard to quantify because all he's done is be a gunner his entire career, but also he's an
2: all-pro every year. See, yeah, But to me, that's, that's where it's at because offensive linemen don't have stats. So right. what, are, what are we doing? Here? And But we go by all pros and pro bowls. So you should mm-hmm. do the same thing about special teams. It's just the fact that people hate special teams because those are the guys who allegedly can't play other positions. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't care if Devin Hester was a was a so-so wide receiver. He is all world when he returns a punt or a kick. Just the way I don't care if Edron James couldn't catch the ball out of the backfield. You give it to him, he's going to run the ball down your throat. Like So we got to stop looking at what people can't do. Like, if that was the case, then no one-way player should probably ever make the Hall of Fame. If you don't play more than one way in a a game, and I consider a kick return and a punt return two different things. So if you don't play more than one way, then you probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame if we're going to use that argument.
1: I agree. And the way that it works now, like, I feel like there was a time where that was the people that couldn't play full-time defense or offense or whatever, instead of like, all right, throw them on special teams. In this day and age of the league, those are the most athletic dudes out there a lot of the times like those a are the dudes time, that yeah. just burn and a lot of the time yeah so it's like i you know they they definitely need a little more of a, a little more love I've, I've always been a pro special teams guy i think um, that there
2: are so many special teamers too who have a rightful place in the hall of fame and will never over- get it. Yeah, we'll never get it. Or they might get put in some random, weird, uh, what is it, Hall of the Hall of Fame, like a little wing of the Hall of Fame. Like, this is where all the special teamers would be if we let them in. It's like, what's really the point of that? Like, Mortensen, to me, first ball at Hall of Famer. He scored the most points in NFL history, no matter what position you serve. That's, that sounds like a Hall of Famer to me. And they still argue, like, maybe. And it's like, what do you mean maybe? Like, like, he did his job for 20 years at the high – Highest level you can do it, and still was doing it at a strong level when he stopped.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly, and that's the crazy thing is. And by the way, Vinatieri has passed him now. I believe that happened last yeah. year. So, yeah. Um, but when you even just Google most points in NFL history, the first result is non-kicker. And I'm like, clearly that means that they matter very, very much. Yeah, when well, you gotta quantify your stat, like this is they the way just I, this had the way- to they had to nerf kickers in the last couple of years with the PAT rule, mm-hmm. and now people are complaining the other way. But, uh, you know, Stephen Goskowski made 430-plus in a row. Yeah. That record's never getting broken. I hope not because that was a dope record. But <laughs> I know. But, but it's that's like, like that's why they had to move it back. They're like, this is too automatic. And now yeah, people but- are complaining that they're ruining games, but that, See, that's a know, story I- for another day.
2: Exactly, because when Jerry Rice set the record and then kept adding to the record with consecutive games with a catch – even if he only had one catch, we was like, look how many years Jerry Rice has caught the ball. And it's like, he had one catch. Yeah, but he still had a catch. So you're gonna, So if you're saying the same thing about a kicker, you got to say the same thing about a wide receiver. Oh, if you had if you had 90 yards but one reception, that's a trash day if you're comparing them to what you call what a kicker does. Like, when you only caught the ball once you had 90 yards and you didn't get it to the end zone. Yeah, that looks cool for your yards per catch, but you have one catch. So if a kicker hits a 45-yard field goal three times, to me, that's probably more impressive than a one reception for 90 yards
1: yeah no it's an argument I've been in a a fair few times and you know someone will say that they have one job and they should never miss and I say to that I I too would appreciate if my kicker wouldn't miss field goals however I also would appreciate my wide receivers never drop a pass my D backs never blow a coverage my Mm -hmm. anyone on defense never should miss a tackle Uh, I never want the quarterback to overthrow an open receiver. You know, I I could do that till I'm red in the face. And I think that the fact in some ways that people such as, you know, because I know he gets clowned on a a fair bit, uh, Cody Parkey, with his struggles, (laughs) that guy is still one of the most elite options that you have at that position in the
2: world. Yeah. Which is crazy. And it's like
1: I, I was saying, I think there's way more people, and they're kicking a ball that's, first of all, not shaped to be kicked. Just from a physics standpoint and and they're literally you know they have to do this with no no uh they get no credit when it does go well and all the blame when it doesn't and I bet for a fact, there are more people in the world that can throw a football fifty yards in the air than can kick one thirty five
2: absolutely, and there's even more people who can catch a fifty yard pass yeah. So it's, but that, but people don't care. Like if, if I'm not mistaken, you are the fact checker of this podcast. There's only one punter in the entire hall of fame ever in the history of the hall of fame. And that person literally played multiple positions while he was still a punter for the Raiders. Yeah. I believe he was the only one. I think he's literally the only one. And it becomes like, so you telling me in the history, the NFL has been around with 78 years, 79 years or something like that. Probably longer than that at this point. Uh, a league has been around almost 100 years, and you tell me that a position that's, I think, always been a part of the game, there's only been one person good enough to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean... That sounds ridiculous.
1: The, I, I think you can make a very fair argument. We watched this game together. Uh, the the MVP of the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl, I would argue, is the Patriots punter. Mm, mm. And I do stand by the fact that they probably would have given it to Brady, but I think that had Edelman had maybe two or three less catches than however many twelve, thirteen he had, I think there would have been a very real argument for the punter because they dominated the possession the entire game in terms of the field.
2: See, this this brings up an even better conversation. I don't think that just because you won the championship that your team automatically gets the MVP.
1: Oh, I agree. I wish like, I wish there I was more often uh
2: yeah. you know credit to the yeah, like I the like Jerry West is the only person in NBA history to win a finals MVP for a losing team. Yep. And that's like, and to me, 50 years ago, exactly. And he's the freaking logo. So like, if you're going to give it to anybody, you got to give it to Jerry West, but like, you're going to tell me that year LeBron was with the Cavs and he almost averaged a 30 point triple double in the finals, but lost in five games that he was an MVP. You got to get it, get out my face.
1: Yeah. I feel, I I, I think that was the only time I can ever recall in my lifetime, that being an actual discussion where, there was a very clear deserving winner that wasn't on the winning team.
2: And then the reason is, I believe, because we refused to even consider it because I think that there has been multiple – the finals that, that the Warriors won against LeBron, like that last one, you can argue LeBron should have won that one too. Like, like however you slice it, I know this is a homer pick. You can argue Iverson was the MVP of the finals when he lost. Like, it's like, what more could this man do? Like, literally, what more could you do besides probably die on the court? Like, that's all he could have ever done when it comes to the the year that the Pistons won the finals. Like, you can argue that Shaq probably was the MVP of the finals, but they lost. So, you won't Mm -hmm. even consider it. And same thing in football, same thing in baseball, all of that kind of stuff. Like, the only time that I think that it's hard to justify it is in, like, hockey because hockey is such a, a low scoring affair and there's very little stats that matter as much as scoring compared to everything else. Like we, we hold scoring with any sport at the highest regard, but you can argue yards in and in, in football is almost as, as prolific as scoring. You can argue an NBA assist or rebounds or blocks or steals to a certain extent is also at a high regard when it comes to who you are as a player. Um, points are always going to be the number one in our lifetime but those other stats mean more but in hockey they don't like people don't give a fuck about deflections like people not like ooh, he got eight deflections did I like it's like the person if you win the game that's cool but people not really putting their bank on that so scoring or blocking shots are so highly mm-hmm. regarded that I get it for that but every other sport like like I just I just can't understand like like how how that is really the way that we're gonna go about doing this. Like it just it to me it cheapens the game because if you got an all star team, if you got the Pistons in the eighties, the the Lakers in the eighties, the Celtics in the eighties, and you're playing against them, you're supposed to lose. Like it's not no okay cool you got, you dropped fifty, you lost by twenty still. Do you
1: think so? I'm because I'm just trying to think of you know other sports that could we could make an argument that someone on the losing side could have won the MVP? Is there any that stand so out like, apart from LeBron? Like I, I was thinking, I, and it's not to say that the person that did win was undeserving, but like, I think of Brady in that Eagle hmm
2: Like
1: he threw for 500 yards. Mm-hmm. The most yards touchdowns. ever. Yeah. Like it, I've always said this and th- I've probably given you this. So I said, if I <laughs> told you going into that game, like the week leading up, I was like, Tom Brady's going to throw for 500 yards. He's going to throw for three touchdowns. What do you think the final score is going to be? And
2: everyone, I, gonna say, I would like, say we win by three because every time y'all win, is by three. So I'm like, we will win by three. Because because like, <laughs> I've, I've watched you all win Super Bowls when the other person is balling out of control. And you're like, how the hell did y'all pull this out? But you know it messed up Tom Brady. He missed that pass. And Nick Foles caught it. So, yeah, know. By Danny Amendola, <laughs> Amendola yeah. needs to be a little more accurate there. Should have had you Jules say, you throw got, you it. Should have stretched. Should have stretched out for it, Tom. Should have stretched out for it. Go all. Go all, and go home. Yeah, he's he's, he's uh. Well, what's the word? Uh, he's pliable, but you know he's pliable. No, he's decrepit. That's what he is because he's he's at that age. I would say Larry Fitzgerald when he played the Steelers, he should have won MVP. Mm, Larry Fitzgerald went crazy in that game. That's a good one. Because like, yeah, I who, remember who won watching that, that San, Antonio? San Antonio. I think San Antonio Holmes won that one. Yeah, Santonio San Holmes won it. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it's tough to give it to someone even at the same position, too. Yeah, like come on. It's like, bro. I remember watching that live in St. Joe's um movie theater because that's how they kept us like at bay during those times. like, please don't party, we'll show you the Super Bowl in every room in campus. Like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's see.
1: One receiving. Larry Fitzgerald uh had so I, I will say, so you look at their I, I can see the argument for
2: Santonio. More I receptions. Why. why you know why I can't see it? Name the all pro defensive back San Holmes is going against. It's fair. And okay. you can name Troy Palomalu on the other side. Like to me, that's how I look at it. Like, yes, the stats. Are, yeah, yes, Antonio Holmes. Brian Clark, Ike Taylor. Yeah, they, they still had that on. whole crew. Yeah. So and and he was the I mean Anquan Bowden was there. I love me some Anquan Bowden, but they was throwing it to Larry. It's like, yo, Larry, get open. Kurt Warner was like, yo, it's my last opportunity. I'm throwing you to Brock. Yeah. So Larry went seven, seven catches,
1: 127 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> and Santonio was nine for 131 and the winning touchdown. I, I can see the argument. <laughs> How many drops did they both have? Because usually Larry don't drop nothing. Uh Larry had eight targets for seven receptions. Mm. Santonio, 13 targets for nine.
2: Even Larry got the better percentage on that.
1: Well, but I expect him to have the better percentage on that at all exactly. times.
2: Exactly. So, you know, like, they were honing it. People, They probably didn't even know Santonio Holmes' name. They probably was like, who's this little guy? Oh, he's balling? <laughs> okay, we got to do what we got to do. But, like, I think Larry Fitzgerald could have won that one. I think even when, um, what's it called, when Tennessee lost against the Rams, Mm-hmm. that was the one where I was like, Eddie George, if I'm not mistaken, balled out. Let's see, there was 34. And even Steve McNair, I think, had an amazing game. RIP. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we really – that's messed up. You should, I guess you should always RIP, but he got sh- shot to death by his mistress while oh, yeah. he was asleep. It's still so RIP. Uh, no, Steve, not. Steve
1: McNair did not have a good game.
2: Okay, do we, I believe Eddie George balled out, though. Philly boy, by the way.
1: Eddie George had where, – where am I at here? Eddie George had two touchdowns, 95 yards.
2: That sounds like a winning team to me.
1: Uh, I feel like Kurt Warner earned it. He threw for like 400 and something. How yards. many attempts? By Kurt Warner, four, uh, 45. 45. You should, though, for that many yards, man. Yeah, that, that, although I will say if we're looking at attempts, I think that makes Steve McNair look even worse. Oh, yeah, for sure. 36 attempts for 214 yards.
2: Yeah, but can you name all three of Steve McNair's wide receivers? No, I wouldn't have named anyone on that. <laughs> Lorenzo Neal. <laughs> is Is it the baseball player? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the fullback. <laughs> like in in to, all right let's keep i like this i like this conversation like um i think Derek mason that there there you go stop it <laughs> i think that was the number one target <laughs> you can argue and i i mean i would argue this oh kevin dyson that, yeah that's the one i saying. hey kevin dyson was art right. kevin dyson was cool yeah that's leading, not, that's the not
1: leading not. receiver in that game for the titans Jackie Harris. I've never heard of that individual
2: in my life. That's not a real person. That's a creative player when you just let them pick the name.
1: Yeah. Oh, tight end. Jackie Bernard Harris.
2: No. he's pride of Pine
1: Bluff, Arkansas.
2: No, nobody comes out of Arkansas. See, now you're just lying. You're just making up (laughs) stuff now. We are going to say next guy from Kalamazoo? Come on, man.
1: Yeah, no no one's ever come out of Kalamazoo.
2: That's a fact. I'm going to say one that I don't necessarily agree with, but I think there's an argument. Reggie Bush in that Rose Bowl game against the, te- the, um, the Longhorns. Oh. I don't agree with it, but I think there's an argument to be like, ah, that guy balled out. That's a – I feel like that's a tough one. And I am a Longhorn fan. Texas all – No, day. R-
1: Reggie wasn't even
2: – Look at his Lendale kick return. What? No, look at his kick return and punt return, too. His total yardage. Okay. And his receiving.
1: Reggie had 82 on the ground, 95 okay. in the air, <laughs> and a fair catch.
2: Didn't it have didn't any do kick much return
1: uh, The USC did not have a kick return.
2: Neither team, had a kick return. <laughs> <laughs> Neither team returned a kick. We were smart. We was like, we ain't giving you the ball. on like, What? Kick that out of bounds, yo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that's a story that I've, I've heard, uh, I think, Matt, if he told this one, when he he was playing um, – what's his name? Janikowski, maybe. Mm-hmm. just like, w- w- Or one of the other all-time punters that was in the league at the same time. And they said uh, – he came up to Pat and said, have you guys played the Chiefs yet? And Pat said, no. And he said, okay, when you do, and Tyreek Hill is back there, you catch the snap. You turn ninety degrees and you punt the ball out of bounds.
2: <laughs> I think he gave him some good information. I yeah, I feel him- like that was, that was a smart one. So I'm go- I'm looking through all of the list of NBA champions ever, right? And I mean, I, so- but
1: to, by the way, for that one game, I'd argue Lendale White, twenty exactly. carries, 124 yards, three touchdowns.
2: Cool, exactly. Like there's so many people like that. were just like, although
1: at the same time. Vince Young, as a quarterback, ran for 200 yards and three touchdowns.
2: Once again, I don't agree with taking it away from Vince Young. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I don't think you oh, can do that. But,
2: we, but when you look at those stats, you'd be like, there's a few people who have like, yeah, what about me? I think I, I, think I deserve the ball. During I mean, that it's why it's
1: called, what, the greatest game of the last 30 at least years in college football?
2: Oh, Insane. And yeah. say I, like every time that game comes on TV, I'll watch it at least for a little bit because I'm like, damn, I can't believe that happened. You know
1: something's gonna happen. Like you know something's <laughs> about to happen anytime it's on.
2: I mean, you might not agree with this one, but Paul Pierce didn't play better than Kobe in 08. Yeah,
1: there there the was definitely I mean, I would even argue you could give it to like KG to Lamar or well no, I was saying even on the Celtic side, but I think I think there was a, a captaincy long yeah. wait thing that I factored thought, in there.
2: I thought KG was going to get it because that's the same year he won defensive player of the year, right? Yep. Yeah, I thought he was going to get that. But then I was like, oh, of course you got to give it to Pierce. Like the greatest Celtic scorer of all time, he has to have this.
1: Yeah, and, and the wheelchair thing definitely factors in. Um, but you're right. I believe – I'm assuming he was in these for tied points. But, I mean, he – game five was big for him. He dropped almost forty. Let's see here. I'm just curious where the, where the stats fell. Let's, let's take a look. Yeah, I mean Pierce had them. Yeah, I mean KG was eighteen and thirteen and three assists and two steals
2: and probably a block and a half. Uh, just the one, one even. Oh, excuse me, my bad. I gave him a little bit too much credit. They probably stopped taking it in the lane. <laughs> it was like, oh, we're going back this." Yeah, one out.
1: Kobe was averaging about twenty six. Pierce was at twenty two.
2: Come on, players! Come on, man! And I'm not mad at Pierce getting it overall because you usually give it to the story, and you kind of keep that thing moving like that. But
1: <sighs> yeah, I, I do. I do wish that they gave it to people that were just more deserving in general. Like, mm-hmm. um, as happy as I was that he won it. When they gave Brady the MVP against the Falcons instead of James White, that just felt wrong to me.
2: Oh, yeah, James White balled.
1: He had three touchdowns, a two-point conversion. I, I believe he set the Super Bowl record for receptions in that game. Let me see. Also, while I'm doing this, you know, because we do have to say it, thoughts, thoughts are with Dr. Dre this evening after that bad news.
2: You said thoughts of so where Dr. Dre? Yeah. After the it. after the Snoop and Eminem day?
1: Well, no, because he had a, suffered a brain aneurysm today.
2: Dr. Dre did?
1: Yes. So the last what? I saw, he's stable, but yes, he was rushed to the hospital with a brain aneurysm. When did that happen? Uh, like an hour before we started recording.
2: Dude, I've been on. I've been literally on rap forums all day, and, and maybe I that. got duped, but let's no, see. it's it's on here. I, I just looked it up now. Usually people don't survive brain aneurysms. I was going to put that on record because I've met, I've met a person who survived a brain aneurysm and we were talking about how rare it is that you actually don't die. Not like surviving. You just cripple for of Like don't yeah. die. It's very rare. I'm blaming his ex-wife. Is that as soon as I, is that fucked up?
1: I mean, we're quite right. So we can say whatever we want. It's The rules.
2: Or, or do we blame Eminem and Snoop? Well, who did this? I I, to- I
1: think that's, I think that's one. His- his heart's broken, you know that's a
2: fact for sure right now. Dude, uh, Dr. Dre had a brain. It this is insane.
0: You literally yeah. hit
2: me in the face with. I had to text my brother while we're talking and be like, "Yo, I'm literally texting my brother." Like you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I thought it was one of those like fake, you know, get you on Instagram just scrolling by. I definitely did uh i was not happy to see that it was factual dude
2: and remember we just talking about the what ifs yeah like what if dr dre wasn't a billionaire or almost a billionaire like what if he was still in compton he probably would be dead right now oh for sure for sure dude this is insane like what is all right all right, I know Boosie said this and other people said this. Being a rapper is actually the most dangerous job in American history. Like even when you don't even when you don't get shot, you have a brain in her when's the last time you heard some a celebrity had a brain in her rhythm? I got like, nothing. She just be happening to rappers that don't happen to nobody else. Like when the last time you heard somebody say, Yo, you know they robbed Kenny Chesney last night? like that don't happen when the last time you heard somebody say damn man you know uh such and such from that pop group yeah man he had a side piece (laughs) like it's crazy like it's it's things happen to rappers that don't happen to nobody when the last time you heard them say yeah we created a task force to combat all of the violence that's happening in country music like, rap is crazy. It's the dark side of, uh, you know. Yeah, I think it's time for me to announce my retirement. I'm no longer <laughs> in the game. Um, I was never really in the game because nobody really cared. But here we are. I'm, uh, I'm going take this time to bow Wow Grace Philly again. All 12 to 14 projects that if you can find them, they're out there. Have fun with them. That's all you're going to hear from me. Hopefully, you're listening, feds. Hopefully, you're listening, ghettos across America. Hopefully, you're listening, potential baby moms who I don't know yet. It's always good to make those extra announcements. Got to. Got to. For the people. PSA. See what my brother said. Is he good? Nigga, no. He had
1: a. Brain- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there could have been a better response. Is he good? So no, he had a brain injury from like three hours ago.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, man. Is he oh. good? Is he good? And he's a healthcare professional. <laughs> my brother's been in healthcare for 15 years. You're going to ask me, is he good? What? <laughs> I didn't say he got stabbed. Yeah, guy slipped also- off the edge of a cliff. Is he good? Dude. Is he good? He's cool? Uh, no, it was a hundred foot drop before you hit the jagged rocks. Oh. <laughs> Open classic, coast classic. What are we yeah. doing? Oh, but you didn't answer the question. Is he good? Dude.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's my family, man. That's funny. Is he good? No. I don't think you can be good after having a brain aneurysm. You might As not be we just dead. said,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, you might not be dead, but you ain't good. Yeah, uh, Sir, we found a tumor. Are you good? Am I good? <laughs> like when people say, yeah, he's in critical but stable condition. What?
0: Like unstable <laughs> <laughs> nothing
2: stable about me yeah. being critical. If I'm in the hospital, I'm in bad condition. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And I have too many I have too many super positive people in my life. Like this is a reminder that I need to I need to still stay around the people who who think that the sky is falling sometimes because my mentor, she can spin anything positive. Like I I always if people who've never met her, I always say, if you've never known her, then let me explain her to you. And they'll be like, well, what kind of personality is? Yeah. I'll be like, I can call her from the hospital and say, Yo, I got stabbed. And she'd be like, Well, Maurice at least you didn't get shot. I'll be like, What? <laughs> like- <laughs> In a place, <laughs> tried to gut me like a fish, but you telling me I could have took a, a, a bullet. All right, my bad. Hey, she could
1: have talked to Paul Pierce back in the
2: day. Listen, I also that's also something that needs to be visited, revisited at some point in time because I <sighs> heard some news, or I didn't really. One of your also Massachusetts brother and Ben he probably will argue that Paul Pierce did not get stabbed that many times, or it wasn't that big of a deal or he brought it on himself. So I don't know whom to believe. It's like when people say the 50 really gets shot nine times. To me, Maurice Cotman, if I got shot one time in a pinky finger, that's Done. too many. Yeah, That's too many. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you're telling me he got shot six instead of nine, okay. Like, that doesn't, to me, that, that doesn't really change anything to me. That just means that, okay, the person who tried to kill him is a little bit less worse of a killer. Because, okay, six is less than nine, so he has some chance. You, and he got shot. That's also something we need to talk about one day. How bad are you at killing that you had nine bullets that went in? And couldn't
1: nine. finish the job.
2: <laughs> and one was in the face. Yeah. Whoever hired you need to get their money back. You better not have to pay that killer because I'll be pissed if I find out Yo, what happens to a boy? You'll be hitting nine times. Damn, why are you doing like that? I told you just kill him. And then, you, you, and then two days later, you'll be like, he's alive. <laughs> he, oh, he has, a t- he has a 10-time platinum album? First thing, many men? Oh, he's talking about us. All right, yo, we got to fight. Like you, like, you can't go make that. I, I think, no, I
1: think that's when you retire. You're, you're, you're out of the, the killing game at that point.
2: <laughs> you out of the killing game? <laughs> <Go on. laughs> they revoke your killing clause. They're like, yo, listen, we know you're passionate about this.
1: Yeah, it's like a bad cop. Turn in your badge, turn in your gun.
2: You, you, you're, no, off, no. you're off. <laughs> it ain't like a bad cop because bad cops just get elevated. Yeah, paid. they walk, they but they get yeah. elevated. You know what it's like? It's like Brendan Shaw fighting MMA. That's what it's like. It's like when <laughs> I Joe think Rogan. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. How do you think you would do? I think I'd do pretty well. I don't think you would be. I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's literally. Yeah, what how you is. think you're wrestling? You go, I think you'd be surprised. Uh, I think you would be surprised. I think you would be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I think he will ragdoll you. (laughs) You know how you know how close you got to be to somebody for you to allow them to have an intervention with you with cameras and microphones there, and you don't even know he's going to do it. Some real, you don't know he's going to go that. That's that's love. Yeah, like there's no way around that. Like that is because in my mind, in my mind, even though Brendan Schaub has a glass chin, straight porcelain baby. I'm punching Joe Rogan in this shit. Like, you ain't gonna, you, you, you can't tell me in the green room that this is what you wanna talk about? You wanna do this on air? All right. So I mean,
1: that, imagine the virality of that clip, though. Shab just shoots a double leg on him. Rogan taps him, anyways. It's like, okay, you know, maybe you're right. I need to retire.
2: <laughs> so Rogan, Rogan goes to tap him and he taps him on the chin and he falls asleep. I'm like, oh, damn. I gotta, <laughs> Got him again. <laughs> gotta, dude, like, it's crazy. Like, and, and I appreciate Shab. Like, I actually, mostly like Brendan Schaub, mm-hmm. but like I don't, I don't condone all of the extra hate just because he has money and success. Like that's corny to me. I do think, though, that if people realize how much that man's probably lost in order to gain everything he has, he's taking some strong L's, like super strong L's. It wasn't just all roses for the kid. You know, he lost no. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey's boyfriend beats him up in that. front of people. That's that alone right there is like, damn, will you ever recover? And you'd be like, oh, he's a comedian now. Nobody liked this. I think his stand-up has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: That wouldn't surprise me.
2: Like, that's insane.
1: Let's see. I I almost had to, I had to remember at first what it was called, and then it, it came to me that it's just called You'd Be Surprised. <laughs> <laughs> really, Really went all out there. Uh, so it doesn't have anything on the tomato meter. The audience score, however, man, that's tough. Three hundred. I was hoping that maybe at least it would be like ten ratings. It's a seven percent with three hundred and fourteen ratings.
2: Three hundred and fourteen ratings and it's at a seven percent. Seven. That's tough. And oh, I gotta say this too. I'm just scrolling through. They're all one star. And not and not to or half you know stars. It's crazy, but you know what's crazy? that 7% is probably high because his CBD company was giving out free CBD for positive reviews of his standup special.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
2: So that's crazy that they were buying. <laughs> you,
1: even the good ones aren't like good. Like this person gave five stars. I
2: enjoy it. I see him getting better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what you say about your lunch lady. <laughs> like you don't say that about somebody who you probably to pay to see type thing because it was on Showtime, so technically you pay to see him, even if you didn't go to the show. Yeah. Like that, I I just like I try to watch it and I couldn't get through it. Like you know I'm a big stand-up head. The first joke, the first joke, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first joke goes like he just it comes on and he's like, Okay, let's get it out of the way. I know I have a I know I have a a, a bullshit haircut and I dress like an asshole. I was like Tough start. <sighs> That's a, that's, a, that's a rough one.
1: Five stars. Only we'll get better from here, buddy. <laughs> it's just so mean. They're just so mean. <laughs> and then it's like you also get the the good one. This is a half star. It's an hour I'll never get back. The bloke is an unfunny narcissist.
2: And he's English, too. Brendan Schaub is English. So the fact that somebody hit him with a bloke. Damn. <laughs> Look, you're in the rabbit
1: hole now. <laughs> you just read <laughs>
0: Yeah. I read this
1: one and it says they deleted my review along with all the other reviews. So I'm posting again. That's how much this guy hated it. First off, deleting reviews is so unethical, but I'll let my opinion be heard again. This dish was absolutely horrendous and I wouldn't recommend it even to my worst enemy.
2: <laughs> Yo, he literally basically, I won't feel
1: bad at this point.
2: <laughs> There's so literally-
1: like, that's the thing. Like I, I haven't dug through rotten tomato reviews this much.
2: That seven is high. That seven like, has to be high.
1: They're not short reviews. It's not like bad. But they're going in depth. So someone's like, "I'm a fan of the podcast, so I was like excited to see it." Sadly, it's not even close to being funny.
2: Oh, oh! <laughs>
1: Whoever greenlighted this should be fired. Um, someone needs to sit him down in parentheses, Joe Rogan, and explain that he's in way over his head. And that those were that was all one review. So but we'll we'll get off. We'll spin it back to the positive side, maybe a little Jeez, bit. Louise
2: Papa Cheese. Oh, so all right. By the way, according side.
1: to LL Cool J, Dr. Uh, Dre is recovering nicely, he says. Okay. So he may be right. good.
2: Not yet, but we might yeah. get to good. My brother's crazy. Yeah, no, that's that's beautiful, man. Like we can't we can't enter 2021 less than a year away losing Kobe and possibly losing Dr. Dre.
1: Yeah, no, that's I no, not having it. But I'm I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about this with the start of the new year. Where do you fall on like the New Year's resolutions? Like I, I've always kind of thought they're kind of bogus because I, I don't see why making a resolution at the start of the year is any different than making a resolution in mid-August. Mm-hmm. Like you can set a time frame on anything. Just like it yeah. feels very tacky to. Like I've never understood the people that say, Oh, it's, it's mid November. I'll start this as a new year's resolution. So like, no, I just start now.
2: Yeah. That's, that's the camp that I'm, that I'm in. I typically make mid year resolutions without realizing their mid year resolutions, because usually about four or five, six months into any year, I start realizing how terrible I probably have been banned or how not as successful as I want to be. So what am I going to do to change it? And for me, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I don't make resolutions personally. I don't make New Year's resolutions. I make resolutions throughout the year to, like, like be better every day if I can possibly do that. The only time or the main time where I completely are, am against New Year's resolutions is if you know you need to make a drastic change, not something small, but a drastic change, and you are literally hiding behind the fact that you're going to do it at New Year's, then now I see how poor you're treating yourself or other people. And I'm supposed to pretend like it's not what it is until January 1st comes. And I have an issue with that because if if I see that, that means I'm in your life somehow from your life. Somehow I'm going to tell you the truth, even if you don't want to hear it from yourself, you know, and there's a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of things that could happen in that short period of time before you even try to change your life. So you have to really, 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 do was right for you if it's a major thing if it's something small like yeah you know i'm gonna stop wearing red as much okay cool you can wait till the new year it's cool it's fine yeah but but if you're like hey listen i eat a, a half a jar of mayonnaise a week i should stop this yeah you should probably stop that for your heart like now <laughs> yeah so if it's something serious do that ish sooner rather than later if it's something small you are know, like i can get to this whenever i get to it and do it whenever you feel like it's right but i'm not really for the whole new year new me thing that's all trash to me that's con that's real whack like i think that unless you're really making drastic changes in your life just be better every day like i don't believe that you need to wait until a new year happens because are you are you counting chinese new year no are you counting uh, and also sidebar why do we just pretend why do we pretend that this is year 2021 i don't know Jewish people would tell you, yeah, this is year 5,000, whatever, whatever. Like, why do we just and, – and,
1: you- it it, and the crazy thing is, like, we know that there were years there. Like, it's not like we actually – well, some people do. But it's not like anyone with the you know, prefrontal cortex thinks that there's actually only been 2,021 years. We literally have a phrase for it of, like, B.C. And it's like – I don't know. It's a very secular way of looking at life. Dude. Which makes very little sense to be like a uh, a regulation that that's the correct year. Like, I, it'd be kind of dope one of these years, just the way, like, how life's been kind of shitty for a lot of people in the last couple of years. Like, just get out of the 2020s already. Just be like, yep, it is year 5,624.
2: <laughs> yeah, for real. Dude, like, that, that shows you the power of Christianity. Yeah. We're like, you have probably i'm gonna argue, i haven't argue. checked the stats lately 65% of the world ain't christian
1: yeah i think that's probably a i don't have no way to fact check that but i, I would say that's probably a bad affair
2: yeah, let's say 65% of the world ain't christian and they still say this is 2021 for the most part it's that's crazy it, that that's just so yeah. widely accepted that is a hundred like is there anything else from a specific group of people that's that widely accepted as if it's universal Cause that comes directly from Christianity.
1: Like, like the only one that I can th- think of. Um, but then again, like it's still not like I, I feel like people around the world still like measure themselves in like feet and inches. But at the same time, like within their own country, they're still measuring with the metric system, mm-hmm. and then they just adjust it for when an American
2: asks. That's literally all it is. Is like okay, yeah. we got to do this for the Americans, but the rest <laughs> of the world changed. <laughs>
1: I got to dance for the crazy monkeys over. In <laughs> like,
2: dance for me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if there is anything like that. That's literally, that's literally comes from one specific group of people for that specific group of people. And it's just widely accepted as the way. Yeah.
1: It, it's it uh, really makes no sense. It doesn't at all. Like it's it, like, like it's there's so wild. many laws just around the world too, of like separation of church and state. So, like, you would think somewhere along the lines we would make that actually happen, but I guess we're in too deep now. Like, even even what's crazy is, like, even you look at Rome, they wouldn't – like, ancient Romans wouldn't have said that this is 2021 either because mm-hmm. their calendar starts, you know, fr- on a BC level at 753 BC. Mm-hmm. And that makes more sense because they're like, no, no, time started when we formed ourselves. Mm-hmm. That that's when time started. It's like I could almost get down with that and be like, okay, in America, it's year two hundred and forty, whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be gangster as hell if you just living in a country that you're older yeah, it's than two forty four. Like Done. you know how gangster it'd be if you're like, Yeah, I'm from Guam, I'm a hundred years older than Guam. It's like, damn. <laughs> like that's so Yeah, bad. it's like flying from Atlanta to Birmingham.
1: You, you go you go back in time.
2: <laughs> I got superpowers. <laughs> That'd be dope. That would be do- like, or I kind of wish that we brought back like the OG last names. It was basically based off where you're from or what you do. McGovern, like I, I even have blacksmith. Like it's like where, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Like it, no, I M- think McGovern is that. I mean, son of governor. Yeah, like I think that we need to bring that back, man. It's like Elizabeth, daughter of Hall. Like, it's like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Full Game of Thrones
1: names. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a nice paragraph to memorize for how I introduce myself.
2: Or like Timothy the Herpy. He'd be like, "Ooh, I wonder how mm. you got that name." Tough luck. Like, <laughs> He'd yeah. be like, like "That's a village oral, idiot." Usually, you talk, like- yeah, you talking oral? You talking not not oral? Ooh, all right. Well, it's tough a of day. Tough man. week. It's a tough week, man. <laughs> what did what did Gerard Carmichael say? He said he said if it was a holiday when you got herpes, you would never forget that holiday. He'd be like, "Yo, remember last Thanksgiving?" Mm, Yeah, yeah, I, I remember last.
1: Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's crazy the things that like one traumatic thing on a certain day will do. So I, I think of the, the Louie joke. You ever heard that one? He said, well, you can, I, me- whether or not we want to, to leave. Leave. Yeah. So it was a joke. He said, uh, he said, you can tell how bad of a person you are by how long it took you to jerk off after nine 11. And he said, for me, it was in between the two towers going down. <laughs> I remember that. I I gotta watch his new special that he put out by himself. I still haven't watched it. I I have not watched it yet. We 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 may have. We can even hop on here and we'll just watch it
2: all in one. We should. We should definitely. I think it's like three dollars. Like it's not. Yeah, that's nothing. We're good. Yeah, that's nothing. That's literally nothing. Look at look at us, Western world, three dollars, nothing. There's a yeah. small village it's come in come a Kam- long way from those 40s. Oh my gosh, there's a small village in Cambodia. It's like that's a week's worth of pay. Like that's effed up. Look yeah, we yeah. We're, we're
1: we're we're growing up. I, I won't say we've grown grown out of our love for hams, but
2: like, I had hams two weeks ago. We
0: get tall boys
2: now. <laughs> now we get the tall boys. Absolutely. This this is a question I've been fiddling with. Do you believe that there are some people in this world? That it doesn't matter what their circumstances are, they are destined to be great at something. I think so. I'm right there with you. I, I really believe that. I think that there's some people that, like, if if Puff Daddy was Japanese <laughs> and he lived, I think he would still be a mogul in some type of way. He might have been slaying soy sauce, but he, but, or instead of records, yeah. You I, just, I, think
1: like, that, I think people just have an innate ability to put themselves. Like, it's less sometimes about like. Oh, he's just he was gonna be a good businessman. I think there's something about where you're kind of destined to and have the ability to put yourself in situations that end up breeding success.
2: Do you feel the same way about the flip side? That if somebody's a fuck up, no matter what you do for them, they're gonna be a fuck up in any scenario.
1: Um
2: Mm -hmm. I think a
1: little less so. Like I well, I I think certain things can change it to a degree like i don't think that someone who innately just finds themselves as a fuck up is probably gonna like i don't think a couple small changes is gonna get them to that like ditty category Mm -hmm. but i do think they can live a like successful life but they're gonna have a bunch of roadblocks along the way they'll create for themselves so in a way they'll still fuck up like i don't think that they'll necessarily be like a burnout and like never yeah, be those, able to be a functional part of society. I don't necessarily think that, but I think the that they'll I'm get in about, their own
2: way many times. But those are the people I'm talking about. Like I'm, I'm thinking about like sort of uber successful people and then the very opposite of that. Do you believe that no matter the circumstances, those people will still end up burnouts? And the reason I ask that is because, you know, you have to look at the other side of the coin, but also think about how many people grow up like with, it seems like everything at their fingertips mm-hmm. and fuck it all up. So if you take all of that away, do you think they're going to be less of a fuck up or do you think there's going to be just like, no, now you are destined even more to be a fuck up.
1: Yeah. I I think kind of when you're in that fuck up stage, it's so, especially in those types of scenarios, because there's definitely people I know that are kind of fall into that boat or have known or grew up with, or Mm -hmm. have crossed my path. I think those people need it. It very much depends on who they have around them. If they're being treated as a fuck up with a silver spoon, nothing's going to change. But mm. if if they have the wherewithal mentally to look at their situation and say, and realize the struggle that they're now in because they fucked something up, mm-hmm. then I think they can change that. But like I think they need that to have that awareness and experience of going through some shit before so you, they can make those changes.
2: So you more believe in the the ideology that, everybody has the potential to be better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some people that like, it just clicks for them way easier. And like, you know, I, I like, I've, I've never been able to, you know, and this is, might sound narcissistic. It's like any job I've ever worked. That's like a basic normal job. I'm like, I, this is not me. Like, I'm just like, I could be doing like, I've always felt like I have some higher purpose and maybe it's the way a lot of people feel. But it's, like, I'm never satisfied with, like, a desk job. I never have, and I don't think I ever will be. Okay, Dame Dash. Right. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm always looking for something more creative or, like, that's always the way I've been. I know you have plenty of creative endeavors on the side of everything that you do, which is, like, my greatest fear I, – I think this is what it comes from. My greatest fear ever is, like, regret at the end of the day. And I, I think it's something where, kind of as we were talking about resolutions – I've had times where there's someone that hasn't been in my life and then I realize I want them in my life and we connect and we're talking like, oh, I can't wait to do this and that and this and next summer. And then they pass away. Like before that we can ever do that. And so it's really instilled this like, I'm not wasting any time. And that's the way I look at it. It's like I've realized that at twenty five I'm in a pretty good position, like work and got good benefits and But I'm just like, man, I just want more. Like, I want something where it's a little more autonomous for me. You know, I get to do my creative thing. I get to make a difference. You know, like, legacy is huge. So, it's like, I feel like there's some people that kind of have that in them. And, like, that hunger, like, just built within them to begin with. Um, And I think there's some people that are reliant on the silver spoon that has fed them their whole life. And it ends up going south. And then I think it's up to them and the people around them to see how they respond to that struggle. Cause I I think you can find that um, some piece of that of wanting more, but I don't think you find that without going through some shit.
2: I think you believe in people far more than I do. And I'm a person who dramatically believes in people because I think some people are just born to be just that other person. You know, I think that I don't think everybody has extraordinary ability in them. Like I think some people, because if if everything was was extraordinary, then 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 everything would just be ordinary. So I think that for me, I think that some people are going to be fuck ups no matter what you do for them, because that's just the way the world turns. It's like because in my mind, I can't believe that LeBron's going to be LeBron no matter what he was placed into, and not believe that that burnout's going to not be a burnout no matter what he's placed into. Like I think there has to be some type of balance. I think that, and and I think history has shown us that. People, we suck. We just suck. So, like, I, like, I, do I believe Hitler would have been Hitler no matter what? Yes, I think that. I think some people literally are evil, and i and just like I think some people are literally like saints and, and great human beings. Like, I think it's the it's the same opposite way. Like, <laughs> I don't know if if like we would kill baby Hitler, but you know we'll watch him a little more. Like, all right, yo, <laughs> we gotta gotta keep an eye on that kid, you know, because at the end of the day, I think that people will find a way, just like people will find a way out, people will find a way to destroy. Like history shows us that over and over and over again. And it's something that is weird too, because I think we ignore how much we destroy because we want people to, to prosper and create and grow and build and birth as opposed to tear down. But we probably destroy more than we create.
1: Yeah, no, I, I probably am a little over more optimistic than I should be because I I just never really thought about it from that angle. Um, And I think it's interesting because I I do think there's also a necessity for those types of people that are just always going to be struggling or Mm -hmm. always fucking up something because it also provides value to other people who are always built to want to help people. So like, the you know, you can't have one without the other. Um, so, you know, there's definitely a, a balance there that, you know, there are people that are just destined to mess up and maybe they have something that helps them get by despite, in spite of those uh, shortcomings. But, you know, you're definitely probably uh, right that there are some people that doesn't really matter what they do. It's just going to end up poorly. But, I'd like to hope that we are uh, more,
2: more in the, the boat of greatness, destined for greatness. So, I, I think that, I mean, I know I'm, I'm a tortured soul. So for me, I think it's always, it's always going to be like I'm being stalked by something. Like I, I really do believe that I'm a tortured soul. And I think that, but I think that's also because of my, my artistry. I think a lot of artists are tortured. So that's why they're able to create and produce the way that they can. I don't think that, I think that very few artists specifically who are, great and I'm going to say I'm great even though that's narcissistic they aren't usually the, the super optimistic everything's going to work out people like <laughs> like listen to the Tupac album he's going to tell you he's going to die at least three times per track Like it's going, to, it's going to come up it's going to be something that you speak about Van Gogh cut off his ear and also never sold a painting when he was alive like there, there's just certain things and aspects about people like Kurt Cobain said it's better to burn out than fade away and took a twelve gauge to the face, like Jim Morrison. Robin drank Williams,
1: him. yeah. Like I mean, oh, there's
2: yeah, like it's crazy. It, like and 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 it'd be some of the it'd be literally probably the greatest. Like look at Michael Jordan's eyes. Michael Jordan has Hershey kisses for eyeballs now. That man don't look healthy. Like he he burned a candle from both ends to be as great as he probably is. That's
1: yeah, a tough one, and it's definitely true with people that make art for others Mm -hmm. they channel their own pain at a very deep level I know it's something you've done it's something that I've done to some degree when I whenever I'm writing
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know it's 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 hard to explain like I like I think that you and I like when we speak about it it makes sense I think there's a lot of people that whether maybe they're suppressing those emotions like they, they couldn't relate to this conversation at all where, where like it comes so natural to me and i've never tried to there's definitely times where i've tried to suppress some of those emotions and i realized that that ends up being so much more destructive in the end mm-hmm. and it's like i i just like to share what art i can provide even if, if it comes from my pain my happiness i'd i'd like to try and find a medium but I think there's definitely something that's consistent among artists of any nature that when they're trying to be as prolific and quality as possible, they're channeling those deepest emotions far more frequently and uh, viscerally than mm-hmm. the, the common man or woman. So I, I definitely think there's some truth there. It's, it's a, it's probably a conversation that we can definitely revisit in the future. I feel like we probably have some long-winded thoughts
2: on <laughs> the life
1: of an artist. And you have some, I'm sure. So
2: for sure, for sure, man. And us I mean, I don't pray, but if you do send some up for Dr. Dre. Andre Young, the greatest producer in hip hop history, most may say. Um if he's not number one, he's number one A, more than likely. So that's, that that threw me for a loop right there. I'm like – because I automatically think of death because people typically don't come back from the brain and is rhythm like it's, all, like it's a common cold. Is he
1: good? And is yeah, he de- good? Definitely, if anyone listening has not watched it, set some time aside, go watch The Defiant Ones. Oh, oh my gosh. Which is one of the
2: –
0: It might be the best favorite. music documentary ever. That, that's what I was thinking.
1: I, I can't really think of one that's been – because, I mean, that literally covered from the Beatles to Eminem.
2: Yeah. Actually, no. It went and to tomorrow, no. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It not
1: to- say, like, Beats and, and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So even way for the white
2: guy naming the, the two yeah. great white hopes. Like, you know, the Beatles and then Eminem. i like, was whoa,
1: 75 whoa. if we're including all the Beatles. But, <laughs> 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 no, yeah. So it's like it covered every, you know, 50 years of music
2: history. Yeah. It's, it's wild, man. It's, it's, I think that it's, and if you want to see Dr. Dre as a superhero, go watch Straight Out of Compton. So, you know, there, you got some, you got some, Dr. Dre looks like Iron Man and Straight Out of Compton. Like, he looks like that big of a hero. Like he looks like a Marvel character. Like he didn't look human. Yeah, oh, man. I, I very much enjoyed that film, though. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. The opening scene is possibly the greatest opening scene in any biopic history.
1: What, what like i feel like i'm was it it's, when uh, Easy,
2: it's like when easy's running through the crack houses and they bring in the fucking oh that's right down.
1: yeah oh my god the, the
2: first thing that popped into my head was cube on the bus but no you're right yeah Dude, i'm about to watch that scene after this podcast it's just, it's just so good even with cube on a bus <laughs> you better gang bang them books little nigga <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Yo, that is some. That is one of the funniest things I've ever heard anybody who's an actual gangster say. Like, that's Compton Minutes. He's actually a, a, a blood from Compton. That they oh, put for him. real? Yeah, that's, dope that they, that's dope that they kept it authentic, though. For sure. So, like, when he was like, I was like, yeah, that's probably how I really feel. Like, you better gangbang them books, little nigga. <laughs> was that Kugler do that one? I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yes, yeah. I,
1: mean, yeah. I, I did. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It wasn't Kugler. It was uh, F. Gary Gray. Oh, I'm messing up. Yeah, it was F. Gary Gray. I knew I knew I was making assumptions just based on the, the, the story. I was like, the that number, just feels like a Ryan Kugler joint, right? There. Remember what
2: uh, did Kugler produce it? Maybe. Uh no. I'm completely. We need to cut that part out of the podcast. I should not know this. <laughs> yeah,
1: <notice>. that's bad. <laughs> Literally,
2: yeah, that's real bad. That's like awful um, from people like me. But my my other favorite part, based on that that scene when he's on a bus, is when he goes to see Dr. Dre and he was like, yeah, this motherfucking gangbanger came on a bus and giving us an after school special. <laughs> because, like,
1: I, but like, I feel like that's something that Ice Cube actually would have said. Because <laughs> he always had that, like, comedic bit about him, too. Oh like <laughs> i feel like he was very sorry sarc- i mean and, and he still is like just
2: very sarcastic with all of his humor <laughs> fucking after school special that shit is hilarious that movie is phenomenal phenomenal so good oh so, so good, good. They yeah rushed, I'm, they to rush through a lot of stuff that they didn't have to rush through like you didn't need bone thugs and harmony and tupac in there but bone thugs and harmony is my favorite group of all time rap group and tupac's my favorite rapper so i was happy to see it yeah, I mean, there, there was a
1: little bit of, uh, you know, probably helping out the fans and let them see some of the things that they wanted to see, yeah. even if it wasn't like the most crucial plot points. But yeah, no, I, that, I, I don't think there's anything I would say like that needs to be removed from the movie.
2: Nah, nah, and I'll also just add this my last point for the movie and for just the story in general. Easy E did not die of AIDS. Look into That's, it.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we'll 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 save that one for a conspiracy episode Ooh. for sure. But that one's also not a conspiracy that's just straight up fact
2: come on man you can't have like 15 children and 15 baby moms and you're the only one out of the litter that had hiv and you didn't even know you had it until you died okay okay i'm not rocking with that
1: yeah no i mean that are you in the boat of uh suge did some things or, or do you I'm,
2: in the boat. Separate? I'm in the boat that he was killed i don't know how it happened but I don't believe like the whole he got he died. I don't know. Like he dropped dead. I've seen people die of HIV. You don't just drop dead. Like that's not how it works. Like that it yeah. takes the time. You lose. You might lose weight. You might lose certain senses. Like it's a thing. He dropped dead. Like it was like well he, he went to the hospital, but he died within like a week. I think of being in a hospital, and it's just like, huh, that's interesting. And no
1: symptoms and, or anything but no ahead sym- of time. Yeah,
2: and then he had a whole a speech that he allegedly wrote while he was in the hospital dying of AIDS. Who writes a speech when you're dying of AIDS? Somebody wrote that for him. Like, it's just, it just too much. And everything was left in his girls, like, who he just got married to, I believe, probably, in, I think, in the hospital or something like that. Like, it's, it's too messy for me to really, like, think about that. But I have seen people with HIV. And if you have that many partners and you have that many kids, somebody's going to have it, usually. Like, that's a rare thing. Bless him. I'm not wishing HIV on him. But I hope that's not the thing. But I just don't believe Eric Wright. I mean, he didn't use condoms. He was on record saying, I don't use condoms. That's why he has so many kids. However, somebody else checks out. It. Yeah. <laughs> or or the person who he got it from, that person never came out of nowhere. Like, that person was never interviewed. Nobody was like, yeah, I gave H- <laughs> easy HIV. I had it. Man, I feel like that's a – you think that's something that would have been bragged about? In, like- I think some, I think anybody wants publicity. Cause, they, 'Cause he, cause they she could have said he gave it to me. Nobody's ever uh, said it. That's true. That's true. Who yeah, it is weird he, that it was just like, yeah, no, he died of that, but no one knows crazy where or why. It's sad. It's sad, man. But you know, use condoms or you know, I mean, trust who you're having sex with and stay safe out here. Like it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> yeah. especially especially if you're a rapper, stay safe all the time. Yeah, I'm happy about everything a in your life. Y'all <laughs> yeah. tripping out here. Yeah. Okay. This was uh, Reese's retirement party, just for show. Oh, for show. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's crazy, man. I'm I'm out the game. I'm out the. G- I'm not even listening to rap no more. I'm worried that if I listen to rap in my car, a bullet might come through the window.
1: <laughs> like Shit is crazy. I, I was thinking about this because I, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Like the Dr. Dre news really threw me off, but like, so I, was like also, re- yeah, I, I was also, yeah, th- I was also just thinking about like. How many people we've lost because, like, Alex Trebek's last shows of Jeopardy are getting aired this week. And I'm just like, I that one's still like, it shouldn't be crazy, but like, it still is. And I'm I was like, he, and he was older, like, he was 86, wasn't he? Something like that.
2: I'm not ready for that, though. Like, that's I don't believe I am, I am in this camp and I have stand alone in this camp because I don't know anybody who has ever said this besides me. I don't believe that there are natural ways to die. You know, so uh, he died of uh, old age. He died of natural causes. There's no, to me, there is no such thing as dying of natural causes. Something went wrong, and that's why you died. You happen to be old, so they said it was natural causes.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, for him, he brain cancer and for years. And I
2: thought plenty it was pancreatic of, cancer. Uh, I'm sorry,
1: yeah. Uh, I think I, I think th- this last bout was pancreatic, but I think there was a brain a couple of years ago. So I remember talking about that with my, my dad. But yeah, that one is just like, and I, I know that obviously a certain part of growing up and becoming an adult and being 25, 30, like, yeah, you, you people that you grew up watching like die. But like, I feel like we're experiencing this at a much higher rate than other times.
2: Dog, you, you know that we're experiencing it at a higher rate when think about this, I'm about to just say one person name who died last year, who you probably forgot died. And if this person would have died in any every year, for the most part, it would have been one. the number one story for the entire year. Little Richard died last year.
1: Yeah, no, that wasn't any of the names I was thinking of.
2: Little Richard is one of two people who you could arguably give credit to creating rock and roll and was highly successful past. You know how people create music genres and they never become successful. no, He created – he helped create a genre and literally was one of the most successful people in it, and he died last year. And we just –
1: Yeah, it's, like, everyone just – like, it's the youth that's crazy, too. Like, it's – you know, like you said, it's still not natural necessarily if you die of old age because there's – you know, nature is supposed to be living, but it's, like – the ages of these people is what's craziest like Chadwick Bozeman, Kobe, Mac Miller, you know, like, and it's like, you know, even, and those aren't even the ones where there's like street violence or, you know, like it's not like they had much control like in their situations. Like that's the craziest part. It's just like, I mean, Mac did it, but well yeah, yeah. That, that one
2: was a little different, but like, there's so much of that it feels that... But you know what? I'm taking that back. He probably didn't. He was a drug addict. Right. Like, at some point, you don't have control the way that you believe you do. Yeah, because it becomes your, your way of living your life. So, And then, you know, it's, and this is going to be... This is effed up. I guess this, this should probably be my last Oh, one. yeah. I'm, Here's another one that
1: I, 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 like, already forgot died, and it was in October. Like, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Totally forgot about that one.
2: Duck, we lost some of the greatest talent the world has ever known. Not like of our generation, you know. Like, yo, this is a great person for our generation. No, we lost some of the greatest talent in multiple fields that the world has ever seen. Yeah. Also, Regis Philbin. Like, come on, baby. <laughs> come on, man. They're,
1: like, like they're such big names. And, and most other years, these are all number one
2: people. Just crazy. Uh, every everybody last year was Farrah Fawcett. Yeah. Everybody was Farrah (laughs) Fawcett. Michael Jackson and Farrah Fawcett died on the same day, and everybody forgot Farrah Fawcett died, which is messed up, but Michael Jackson died. The most famous person since Jesus, more than likely. I I like it. I, I still remember where I was that day. A hundred percent. I went to go take a shower, got out the shower was still in my towel. And I was watching BT cause you know, black lives matter. And they were talking about how Michael Jackson didn't make it, even though he got rushed to the hospital. And I, um, I think I, I almost cried. I don't, I don't, I should have cried, but you know, toxic masculinity. I didn't cry, but I was heartbroken cause I'm a massive Michael Jackson fan and still am. So like, but it's like stuff like that. 2020 is literally a year of Farrah Fawcett's when literally everybody, everybody was Michael Jackson. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Like I like I yeah, I remember I was on the cape for Michael Jackson, but it's like I, I like I'm just thinking back to well, we're coming up on a year. Like I remember just texting you when the Kobe news dropped. Like I I was literally about to go to the movie theater, I had my tickets bought. I was just I I couldn't move like that for like a good hour or two. Like it was just pure shock.
2: I was in my kitchen cooking. My brother called me and I was like, yo, yeah, that's not funny, dog. He's like, No, I'm being serious. I was like, Listen, I, and then I'm on the phone with him checking news outlets and there was only like, like LA type of news, like gossip TMZ, articles. I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. And I'm like, ESPN ain't reported, CNN, TMZ didn't even report it at that point when my brother called me. And I was like, What? Like, come on, man. It ain't even, if somebody that big dies, it would be all over the news. And he was like, All right. And then we hung up and then everything started rolling. And I was like, That, Shit crippled me. I cried like a baby when I found out him and all of those people died. Like I literally cried like a baby, and I don't cry. I mean, I'm trying to cry more because I'm trying to be human. But at that point, I was. I not man, a crying. Person
1: cry. I, I, I like. I've always said it. it's like crying. Crying's fun sometimes. Like it's a, it's so necessary. Listen, tears are just liquid prayers. That's how I look at it. But I like it's, that. It's, I like that. But I mean, Jay Jimmy V said we we gotta laugh, think, and cry. So
2: for a day, what a heck of a day! It's the way to live yeah and and it's it's wild man it's absolutely wild and and even before kobe died the rapper pop smoke got pop killed smoke, he was yep. 20, 20 years old like it's it's we we forget how fragile life really is like we really do like i put my life in danger many a times and other people put my life in danger many a times so the fact that i'm still here is is if there is destiny that i'm living it that's what
1: i was gonna say like do you does that make you believe that there is more of a destiny
2: than no, we I want think? to? I don't actually, I don't even know if I want to, I believe that I, this is what I believe. I believe in energy and I believe when people die, they're never really gone because you can't destroy energy. And we are just basically energy. So I think that there are ancestors or people who, who are really looking out for us, guiding us to some type of way, not saying that they're ghosts or whatever. I think that it's just the energy. I feel like if you follow, your, 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 um, your animal ambitions and you tap into that more and you follow your gut, you follow your mind, you follow like those, those instincts that we all have, that we tend to mute in silence. You can get through a lot of things that you probably shouldn't get through. Like I think about, and this is different, but I think about how many people I've turned down for sex and then how many people I've actually had sex with. And only because I was like, "Mm, don't feel right. Like, not because it was anything else. Like, no nothing else was a red flag. I was like, don't feel right. And then what if I would have been like, go, go past that thought and then got an STD or got somebody pregnant? Like, it could have easily been like that. Or me being like, I'm going out into the hood on this day instead of that day. Like, this past, I, was, I went to my grandmother's house who raised me on December 31st. Because she asked me to give her some stuff. So, I brought her, like, some dinner or whatever. December 31st. I dropped to her house, drop it off, tell her I'm going to see her um, in a couple of days or whatever. No, I didn't even say that, but I saw her on, the, on January 2nd, right? Drove the exact same way. At the end of her block where I drove two days prior, they shot that shit up. All shot up. The bus stop is all fucked up. Right at the end of her block. And I was just there two days ago.
1: Yeah, that, that's where I, I'm just like, there has to be something. I don't know what it is. And it's like I, I don't know if it's a pre predefined deity or what, but it's like there's got I like the energy, like I think there's definitely something there. But yeah, no, that that animalistic instinct to I, I think trusting your gut is so valuable. It, there's a phrase that i I heard for the first time, uh, maybe a couple months ago. It was to kind of live strategically impulsive, which sounds like such an oxymoron but it feel like it perfectly defines that thought mm-hmm. of if you have enough faith in yourself and in your gut, live strategically impulsive in that you're like, my gut instinct is telling me this is the right thing to do right now. I trust my gut because I've lived these life experiences.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I think there's definitely some truth to being able to live your life without overanalyzing and you know, just being able to trust that gut—just that's where stuff happens,
2: yeah, good or to, bad.
1: But like that gives you the life experiences.
2: You have to take strategic risks. Yeah, COVID has brought that out. Like I'm, we are all seeing people at different points of life, but we're being strategic about it. We're all doing stuff at different points of life, but we're being strategic about it. That's how you should live your life. Like I've done, I've done so many things in life. That I hope nobody else does the way I did it because they probably would not be alive. Like I used to play chicken in high school, and I didn't have a car. That shows you how crazy I was. Like we used to is wild out here, and and I used to do it with semi trucks. So it could have easily been one of those days where I didn't I didn't tap into my animal instincts, and I can be like, nah, I don't need to get up now. That that that's not gonna they're not gonna hit me this quickly. And I was like, nope, get about the road right now because those are air brakes. That thing ain't gonna stop. So, yep. like, I could have easily not listened to that. Easily. And you would have never met me. I would have just been a, a dumb kid playing in a road, And that's a real thing. And I think that once you realize you don't have as much control over your life as you pretend you do, but you still control what you can, that's how you survive. That's what it is. Like, we, we do not have the type of control over our lives that we pretend we do. But when we think about it that way, it makes us uncomfortable. No matter what you do, you can eat right, you can live right, you can do, you can say your prayers, you can pay your tithes, you can be the greatest neighbor. A straight bullet can still come through your window. Yep. The healthiest man can get hit by a bus. Like it it that we don't have that type of control, but Life we still has
1: control, no guarantees.
2: Exactly. But what you can control, do the best with what it is. Like, you can't just focus on everything in the world because you don't control everything in the world. You control your world and how it relates to everybody else.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself. Gang, gang. I feel like that's – I don't know what more we can say. I feel like that wraps it up pretty good. Absolutely. We'll we'll definitely get more of these deep conversations in, though, as as time progresses. There's a lot of these conversations were had over on Freeland Avenue Uh, through the years. late nights and on the third floor. So I'm, I'm sure these will be nothing new, but uh, I'm, I'm ready to sign it off. You got anything else you want to add? Uh, Words of wisdom.
0: Up, rest up Andre Young. You know, that's it. Yo man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Yo Dre, you've been doing all this dope producing. You had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? Do. in correctional facilities Cause some don't agree with how I do this I get straight and meditate like a Buddhist I'm dropping flavor, my behavior is hereditary But my technique is very necessary Blame it on Ice Cube Because instead it get funky When you got a subject and a predicate Add it on a dope beat And it'll make you think Some suckers just tickle me Pink to my stomach Cause they don't throw like this one You know what? I won't hesitate to this one or two before I'm through, So don't try to sing this Some drop science. Well I'm dropping English Even if yeller Makes it a cappella. I still express yo. I don't smoke weed or <laughs> cause it's known to give a brother brain damage. And brain damage on the mic don't manage nothing but making a sucker and you equal. Don't be another sequel. Spread the do good. Spread I Ice Cube. It's not for the pop chart. So where should a brother like? Yourself, my boy, and show you how your track. What up? Drop English right about now. Getting back to the PG. That's programmed and it's easy. Dre is back. New Jackson made hollow. Expressing ain't the subject because they like to follow the words, the style, the trend. The records are fin again and again and again. Yo, you're on the other end. Watch your brother blend. Dope bronze, but no help. There's no best or the guessing while I'm expressing myself. It's crazy to see people be what society wants them to be, but not me. Ruthless is the way to go, they know Others say rhymes which fail to be original Or they kill where the hip-hop starts Forget about the ghetto, the rap for the pop charts Those some musicians, cause at home They scared to use profanity. When up on the microphone, yeah, they want reality A little fiction. Some say no to drugs and take a stand, but after the show, they go looking for the dope man. Or they ban my group from the radio here in WA and say hell no. But you know it ain't all about wealth as long as you make a no to. Don't on a record, that's what he came for Kicking reality, you itself, But it's important that you keep it in mind too From the heart, cause if you wanna start to move up the chart Then expression is a big part of it You ain't efficient when you flow You ain't swift, moving like a tortoise Full of rigor mortis There's a little bit more to show I got rhymes in my mind Embedded like an embryo Or a lesson All of them expression And if you start fessing I got a Smith & Wesson for you I might ignore your record Because it has the no bottom I Getting loose in the summer, winter, spring, and autumn. It's Dre on the mic, getting physical, doing the job. The WA is the lynch mob, and some are cops, but you know you need this. And the knowledge is going just like a fetus or a tumor. What well, is the rumor? Dre's in the neighborhood, and he's up to no good. When I start expressing myself, yell slamming Cause if I stay funky like this, I'm doing damage. Or I'ma be too hype and need a straitjacket. I got knowledge, and other suckers lack it. So when you see Dre, a DJ on the mic, ask me. What it's like, it's like we're getting hyped tonight Cause if a strike, it ain't for your good health But I won't strike if you just Spread yourself